Welcome back to Local News Live. Hi, I'm Mike Bell. So I recently, well, just a few minutes ago, sat down with WOWT meteorologist Clay Osterley, based out of Omaha, Nebraska. He helped me understand some of the uh, science behind the severe storms that happened across the south, uh, spawning dozens of tornadoes and, sadly, a number of deaths as well. Let's tune into the interview. Let's find out more from what Clay had to say. Right. So everybody, Mike Bell here with Clay Osterley, meteorologist for WOWT Channel 6 out of Omaha, Nebraska. Clay, thank you so much for taking the time to join me. Um, you're our, one of our local meteorologists here at Channel 6, right next to, in the building with Local News Live out of Omaha. But we have been covering pretty much nonstop today uh, uh, the damage that went on in Kentucky, Illinois, and elsewhere a huge, huge storm, a lot of tornadoes. You're the expert when it comes to this stuff, not me. So I'm guessing uh, just kind of break down for us, the people who don't know that much about the weather, what happened exactly when it came to this storm, how it came to be, the forces that generated it, and we can go on from there. Uh, yeah, Mike, uh, obviously uh, a very tragic night across the Southeast uh, region uh, here last night. Um, so first of all, what meteorologists were looking at for a couple of days here is a, a very strong area of low pressure that uh, came onto the coast uh, earlier this week. It was uh, about uh, Wednesday, Thursday timeframe um, and really started to grow in intensity as it swept across the Great Plains. And so uh, people up here across the northern and central plains, we saw snow yesterday. We saw the winds crank up last night. Well, on the southern side of this system, the winds were even stronger. And uh, as this low continued to intensify, uh, it started to drag in a lot of moisture off the Gulf of Mexico. It started to uh, also pump those winds in that we were seeing up here. It was pumping them in right behind uh, the system as well. So when we look at uh, ingredients that we had for severe weather last night, we had uh, plenty of moisture. We had plenty of warmth. Temperatures got up into the upper end of the 70s to the low 80s across basically that whole sector that saw the severe weather last night. Um, and then we also deal with what we call the low level jet, um, which is just an area of very strong winds right above the surface. And when you have the combination that you need to fire up thunderstorms, which is the moisture and the energy and the warmth, uh, you have a trigger, which is, would have been the cold front last night, lifting all of that up into the atmosphere. And then you have that low level jet that comes in across all of that. Well, you start to get combination of winds going one way and winds going another way. And when those two meet, especially with such a strong low level jet like that, you get the rotation that you need to generate tornadoes like that. So it sounds like, uh, to use your words, the, all the ingredients were there to make some really outrageous, dangerous storms. They all met together. Um, from what little I remember of my grade school science classes, warmth and, and, and cold fronts humidity and it all clashes and that causes a lot of the rotation and so on. So there was a number of tornadoes last night in the area, especially in Kentucky, uh, Mayfield and so forth. I believe the current count is at 30, but I believe more tornadoes are going to be confirmed as the National Weather Service moves on and like reviews the data and whatnot. What was significant uh, if you could talk about it, the path the storm took to basically hit these communities, because there are uh, reports now more than 70 confirmed dead. The governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, said that it will more likely be over 100 by the time this is done. 
the path that Storm took, what can, what can you say to explain some of that? You know, what's significant about uh, last night's storm and particularly uh, the one that started in Arkansas, tracked through southeast uh, Missouri uh, and into southwest Kentucky uh, is the fact that it, it threatens so many population centers. And so that storm actually started a little southwest of Little Rock, Arkansas, tracked all the way through Arkansas into Jonesboro, Arkansas, which is another highly populated area, crossed into southeastern Missouri and then crossed into southwestern uh, Kentucky where the Temptonville area is and then eventually Mayfield as we saw which is just a little east of that. And so there's really two factors that go into um, the devastation that we're seeing today, particularly from that storm. First of all, population centers, it hit a, a lot of big towns and big cities. Um, the strength of the tornado, so maybe there's a third factor here, there's the strength of the tornadoes because you can't, you can't discredit that, but also the time of day that it came in. Um, people were there, were, there probably were still people that were awake on a Friday night, uh, given the time that it hit, but at the same time, there's a lot of people that were already in bed. Uh, they were thinking to themselves, yeah, you know, it's a possibility. Maybe I'll wake up if I hear something blowing outside hard enough, things like that. Um, but a lot of people let their guard down at night, and that was a contributing factor to, I believe, the, the number of fatalities specifically that we've seen. Um, there's only so much you can do against a tornado like that, particularly the one that went through Mayfield. Um, we're seeing slabs. I mean, we're seeing slabs. That's, that's, that's EF4, EF5 level damage that we're yeah, seeing. The, the foundation uh, of the house is literally all that's left. Yeah, That's it. And so there's, so there's only so much you can do to protect yourself against something like that. Um, but if you're awake and you're in the safest part of your house and you take the, the information that you have, maybe cover your head with a helmet or anything that you have, you significantly reduce your chances of dying and it's more of an injury thing. And so um, it, it, those three factors, you know, the population centers, how many people it affected, the strength of the tornado and the time of night that it came into play all of those are all contributing factors to how many fatalities specifically we're seeing. Incredible. So, and I don't mean incredible in a good way, of course, but uh, uh, kind of one of my questions, we've got a few more questions off the top of my head, but of course, feel free to interject with any information I may be overlooking. You're the expert, not me. Uh, what lies ahead for the area? I know there's some more storms coming. Are they right. going to be expected to be hopefully less severe uh, than what they just went through? They are. Um, so that same system is continuing to push east today, and we do have a slight risk out for portions of uh, the Carolinas uh, up through Virginia and areas down a little further south of that, but a slight risk is a level two, um, and last night we were at a level four, which was a moderate risk, uh, particularly in the areas that saw the really strong tornadoes. And, and so, you wanna, uh, I'm sorry to interrupt because you're giving me a great answer, but if you want to break down real quick levels of tornadoes, because I have some idea EF1, EF5, but uh, I've, um, I've seen the movie Twister once, so that, that's where I'm drawing my information from. But yeah, if you want to break that down real quick in case people don't know. So specifically, uh, what I'm speaking to is the uh, Storm Prediction Center issues each day a uh, severe weather outlook, essentially. They have a scale from one to five, and it goes from marginal, which is a one, uh, slight risk, which is a two, and enhanced risk, which is a three, a moderate risk, which is a four, and a high risk, which is five. 
Uh, we don't see high risks very often anymore. This year, uh, we have seen a handful of moderate risk, including the one that we saw last night. Um, but just going back to what we saw yesterday compared to today, yesterday we were at a four out of five on the scale. Today, we're at a two out of five on the scale. Now, that does not mean that severe weather won't happen today. Right. You know, we can't say that uh, because it likely will. And we've already, from what I've seen this morning, already had a handful of uh, severe thunderstorm warnings and even tornado warnings today. Um, but the severity of the outbreak today or the weather today, I should say, should hopefully not quite be as bad as it was last night. Right. Um, and so, you know, again, just to uh, reiterate what we're expecting today, a little bit further to the east of what we saw last night, more along the east coast and down into portions of Georgia and uh, areas like that. Um, and what we'll probably be dealing with today is probably a lot more uh, straight line winds and things like that compared to tornadoes like we saw last night. Got it. Got it. And so I know you're from uh, Louisiana and, and uh, you've worked down there and in other parts of the South as well. Uh, is this kind of weather pattern, are these kinds of weather patterns, uh, is this unusual for that region this time of year or is this just a little stronger than usual, or is this normal? I, I honestly do not know. So what's unusual about it, of course, is the level of destruction that we're seeing. Um, and it's it's very easy to get caught up in, um, you know, the, the, the when's the last time you saw this game, or the when's the last time you heard about something like this happening game. Um, I'm not downplaying the severity of anything that happened last night, but if we're going to have storms of that magnitude this time of the year, it's going to be in the Southeast region. Um, Missouri averages about two tornadoes per year in the month of December. Arkansas, about three tornadoes per uh, year in the month of December. Kentucky itself actually averages less than one in the month of December. However, given the proximity of Mayfield and Temptonville and areas like that, that we saw get hit by that particular tornado last night, it's within 50 miles of those other two states. So you kind of have to think to yourself, is it is it unheard of? No, um, but it is rather rare for the state of Kentucky to have to deal with uh, tornadoes this time of the year. And considering the fact that we didn't just see the Mayfield tornado last night, we saw Bowling Green um, and other areas in between those two, la two locations uh, see tornadoes as well. And so the, the strength of that particular tornado, yes, it's, it's very rare. Uh, this time of the year. Um, but if you're going to have a tornado outbreak across the country this time of the year, it's going to be in the Southeast region. And as a matter of fact, when I was working at our uh, sister station, uh, KSLA, down in Shreveport, Louisiana, um, the most severe tornado outbreak of my career so far has been in Shreveport the day after Christmas. So it's, it's not, it's definitely more common than people might think for the month of December in the Southeast region. All right. And that perfect setup for my next and possibly last question is, as a meteorologist, what you guys are, are in charge of trying to predict the weather, observe the weather, see what is going to happen, and, and basically try to, your best to inform people as to what it may possibly happen. What is something that meteorologists look for? What are some of the patterns, some of the information when it comes to, uh, as you said, you were uh, part of uh, the most severe thing you ever saw was when you were working in Shreveport. What was uh, some of the things from this storm or went from there when you were in Shreveport, the things you were looking for, like the big, um, you know, you know uh, uh, warning signs, I suppose. Right. Yeah. It, and 
exactly what set up last night is exactly what we're looking for. You know, you're looking for, man, it's December. We're in mid-December and we're, we're in the eighties right now. And we know we have a very strong cold front knocking on the door. Uh, we're looking at those mid-level and low-level winds and we're saying, Hey, you know, there's a lot of energy here and there's a lot of energy coming in that can really take those storms to the next level. And so that's what we're looking for. Absolutely. Um, what I will say, Mike, is that uh, as a meteorologist last night and, and, and not impacting the, the area that I cover, right, um, right. but I got to tell you, my heart sank when, when, we're, when we're looking at those radar signatures that we were seeing last night. Um, one particular radar signature that I have not seen yet in my career. Um, and that was in the Mayfield tornado. It was while it was actively hitting Mayfield. You, um, you know that people are looking to you for the information and, and up-to-date uh, information at that. And you know, in that moment, that complete destruction is taking place. I mean, you know it. And you, there's nothing that you can do to stop it. Right. And, and the only thing you can do is try to help people that are in the path realize how serious it is. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and, and we take it, we take it very hard. We even, even one injury, even one death while we're tracking tornadoes or severe weather at all. Um, don't, don't just think that we just leave the station after that happens and our job is done because right. there, meteorologists in your communities care greatly and deeply for the people's uh, safety and well-being and their property and their loved ones and their neighbors and the rest of their community um, because they're a part of that community as well. And, um, and, and I, I can tell you, you know, I remember the first tornado that I experienced while I was responsibly on air and I heard that there were two deaths while I was on air. Uh, you go home and you think about that at night. You definitely do. And so- yeah. Um, it's, it's hard all around and I can only imagine, um, our, our, our hearts here in Omaha go out to, to our neighbors down there across the, the Southeast region for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, we're all thinking of everyone who's been affected by these storms in, uh, Kentucky and Illinois and elsewhere as well. Uh, Clay, anything else, uh, uh, anything I may have overlooked you want to add real quick? Uh, cause I, I, that's covered all the questions that I came up with off the top of my head. Mike, I just want to, you know, just commend all of the meteorologists across the country for their coverage last night, um, for their long hours that they've put in, um, not only dealing with it while it was happening, but forecasting up to it. You know, we saw this coming a couple days out, probably three, four days out, and, um, and, and just, you know, hopefully in the future, um, we can take the information that we had this time and try to do things a little bit better and uh, continue to protect people a little bit better. Um, and uh, yeah, just, just again, there's, there's a lot of work ahead and, uh, and these meteorologists and, and reporters and anchors and all of them uh, all across the board, all across the areas that were affected, uh, they're going to be with you through the whole, through the whole thing. Um, okay. And so um, just really thinking about all of our coworkers and all of our neighbors down to the South right now. Absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, we're thinking of them too. And hopefully uh, as time goes on, we can learn whatever we can. It can always, uh, things can always improve when it comes to trying to get people the information as fast, as soon as and accurate as possible. So with that, Clay Osterley, uh, meteorologist for WOWT here in Omaha, Nebraska, talking about the tornadoes that happened uh, across the South last night. Clay, I really appreciate you taking the time off on your day off to talk about a storm that 
frankly wasn't even really in our area. So I uh, appreciate you, man. And uh, we'll be uh, chatting again soon. Thanks so much, Mike.